pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with R&R in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. So we do it every day at 7 o'clock. It's our Silver and Black. Make sure you are subscribed to such things so you get the notifications as appropriate. And tell a friend because it's good for everybody. Uh, last night wasn't good for anybody but Victor Wimbayama. He did win the matchup, but he lost the war as... Mm. Uh, the Spurs gave up 77 points in the second half, allowed the Oklahoma City Thunders to score a season-high 140 points. Spurs managed 114, and there goes the game. Uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander was the MVP caliber, uh, played extraordinarily well, 32-10. and 10. He became the fourth player in the Thunder uh, Supersonics history. It's weird to say. With back-to-back 30-10, and 10, joining Russell, uh, Gary Payton, and the uh, great Lenny Wilkins. Um, Spurs got down late at the first and never, never m- could break through that 13-15 to 15 point line. And by the end of the game, it was Scrubs playing on, on Scrubs, so I don't really count that. But they were competitive yet again, and I guess that's a moral victory. And we can walk away today, RJ, with uh, Wimby, you know, standing tall. He, he went at it and played well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how... I go back and forth. I mean, on on the one hand, the patient part of me, the, I guess, rational part of me is saying, hey, Wemby played great, lots to like, you know, Blake played great, no trade in, in you know, lieu of Trey Jones, yeah. right? You can you can find things to hang your hat on, but the losing's starting to get really annoying. The losing's starting to, to be this battle of attrition that I think mm-hmm. we've been very, 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 very patient and you know what? You already tanked. You already got the generational superstar. You, the the part that's supposed to suck already sucked and should be in the past. And so uh, I recognize that, that Oklahoma City looks like one of the best teams in the NBA right now. And so, you know, you have to have some moderate expectations. But, you know, be a little bit more competitive. This, this was over, what, halfway through the third? I mean, you know, that's – you never want that. That was disappointing. Yeah, the, the, the 70 points in the second half. And, and you can look for individual issues. Uh, Jeremy Sohead didn't score to the second half. Uh, but there was a concerted effort, uh, I think, to keep him off the boards, and the, the, you know the, they got out rebounded by about ten uh, fast breaks to death. Had eighteen turnovers. Uh, they let them shoot nearly forty-five percent from three and uh, over fifty percent from the field. Spurs shot fifty percent, but uh, they were like nine of twenty from three. They they couldn't shoot. The offense was always just kind of disrupted by the physicality of Oklahoma City. Diagonal, I, I, I hate to go, but I guess that's how we pronounce it. Mike Diagonal, the head coach, okay. See, he's got him a, t- a squad, man. This this team looks very much like Denver in in 20. Um, you can see it coming. They're, they're, they're not far away from being legitimately 
uh, undefeated at home, winning 50% on the road, just because they have every attribute that is required to win big games. They've got big players. They've got big shooters. They've got good defense. They've got an adequate bench, and they can shoot. I mean, that that's a very good team. So losing to a team like that at home or on the road is not – but we made them look better because our defense is – our transition defense is just so bad, so awful. And are, is it because there's just so many rotations that they just don't know? Or is it just so – they just don't have it. But there is just not a lot of want-to on defense, and there hasn't been all year last night – individually you know you have one little lapse and they just never could come back from it just can't they don't know how to stop teams this is a frustrating question to think about but so what Wimby exists in a category of his own right we, we can acknowledge that we don't have to compare anybody to him Mm-mm. in any way shape or form who's the best defensive player on the spurs who's the best defensive non-Wimby player on the spurs uh, non-Wimby well i was told it was devin Vassell as our best perimeter defender and i'm starting to wonder uh not that he's not good but it there's not a lot of good on ball. We don't close out on three-point shooters for whatever reason. We just need no. to leave guys wide open. And I, at some point, you start, these guys aren't foolish. They know that that's their guy standing way out there. Rob, you know, I have a, there's, there's a great question in the chat here from Antonio. It's a great but really kind of you know rattling sort of question. Don't look at the chat. Um, okay, I'm, I want to I see your face when I, when I tell it to you. Antonio Williams says, if Wemby was not on this team, would they still have the same record? That is a super depressing question. Um, no. What do you mean, no? It would be uh, worse. I, I mean, we could. We how could, could it be? We only have. What? what do we have? Eight? Eight wins? Yes. Eight well, wins. I can give two of them directly to Wimby, especially the first one. I mean, without, okay. so. Yeah, okay. we'd be Maso equally Manos, as bad. They no, would have no, the you, same record. He is absolutely I mean, like, right. But that's yeah. the strange thing about this year. This is the. And he hit on the very issue that we're going to be dealing with for the rest of the year. If you're so good, why aren't we better? If, if you're and the numbers are ridiculous. Wimby recorded his seventh game of twenty and ten and four, the most by any rookie since Tim Duncan in ninety seven. Why aren't you, we better? Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the tungsten arms or whatever tweet about Otani and? Um... And uh, and Mike Trout, are you familiar with? Whenever with this tweet? it comes to tweets, just assume I'm not. Well, there's a, a tweet that would percolate a lot. Obviously, Otani and, and Mike Trout were amazing players for the right. Angels. Um, and so there's this tweet that I think was originally tweeted like two years ago. That was like every time I'm paraphrasing because I don't know that off the top of my head, but it's like I see tweets all the time. This person said I see tweets all the time where it's like Otani and Mike Trout both accomplished X, Y, and Z. This hadn't been done in the history of baseball since the Tungsten Arms did it in 1941, um, all while the Angels lost 13-3 to to the Tigers or something like that. So it's, it was just like this like otherworldly individual performances while the team lost. And that's what your Wemby thing that you just read kind of feels like. I'm, I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm not disappointed by it. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to be patient about the whole process. But at a certain point... It starts to ring a teeny bit hollow when when all these cool things are happening, but they can't stack up the wins. And this is an unfair moment to have that conversation because no, it's Oklahoma a very City fair moment. Is so, well, I'm saying relative to Oklahoma City because well, Oklahoma City, I don't expect them to beat that team. Okay, Nobody so can. we I mean, expect uh, the Spurs to be following the same process that OKC was on. Acquire a crap load of draft picks. Maybe one of them falls into your lap like Shea Gilgis. You draft yourself an all-NBA guy. You, you get a top number one pit for Chet. 
you get a J-Will that falls into your lap, and suddenly you've got a much more talented team, maybe a year faster than you expected, although you had to but deal with Homer. But hoping, what I'm saying is that's just hope. No, it's not you're a right. Plan. But look at look at the Spurs starting five versus the OKC starting five. And look at their okay. five and look at the Spurs starting five and go, who on the Spurs could beat out any of their five? And there's one guy. We have one guy. Okay. It would be one Spur and four OKC guys if we were having a you pick uh, shirts and skins draft. I mean, you would take. I, that, I understand your point, but they're that, deeper that, and better. That, that's fine, and that is not understandable or not 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 understandable. But okay, so you run into ten games against Thunder quality teams, right? At a certain point, you've got to win one or two. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get your your point, your philosophical point of you. You know, you're up against it. You're just outmatched. You're five against their five. You're you're only winning twenty percent of these battles. But at a 20? certain point, the tw- the twenty <laughs> Well, I mean that's that's a yeah, thing, hopefully you know? right. <laughs> I mean that's just math. I, I don't know, know oh. but it sounds awful. It didn't seem like you knew. <laughs> it seemed like you were a little bit. No, that's what the Spurs it, are doing. I mean, it's twenty percent. No, but, but yeah. But so, like, you you have to. It has to be enough one time. Like the the sheer just probability of it all is that at one time you'll fall it ass would be backwards enough. into one. At one time, yeah, like, you're gonna the team's so, gonna have an off night. You'll have a good one in any given time. I get what you're the, saying. But the, this the, is like, the, the mathematical probability of it being enough one time. Finally, at some point, randomly, ha- like outweighs this. Like the, you're actually defying odds at this point to be this. It's it's statistically difficult to be this consistently bad, and that's that's where the Spurs are at. And it, but it's, they're not alone in this. Despite the, despite the fact that you have a generational player who's playing like a generational player, it's not like he's supposed to be this generational player, and he's not playing that way. You mentioned it. What what was the the stat you just pulled? You ripped off twenty ten and four. Twenty ten and four hadn't been done by a rookie since ninety seven with Tim. What? Like, <laughs> why I mean, aren't we winning? Why aren't we better? We're not so good what, enough. And what we do just you think had a first record was through forty four games. Well, that, in 97 I mean, standing with next to David Robinson, it was a whole lot better. I know, but what do you think it's, it was? Through I don't through, know. Probably forty four twenty games, twenty twenty one games by then. Through forty games, they were twenty two, twenty three. I'm sorry, 44. I don't know why I said 40. They were, um, they'd won 30 games. 30 games? They were 30. Yeah. Different league, different time. But uh, And then there's another part of the scroll, though. That is Pop coaching differently because of Wimby? Absolutely. They're still not trying to win games. They're trying to get Wimby better. That's a big difference. There's still the, the attempt to, to win games is secondary to improving the, the individual skill sets of the guys. Wimby first, but others second. They're the, 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 yeah, it's, Pop is coaching very differently with Pop, with, with Wimby out there. Because I think a lot of this is, you know, a lot of this team ain't going to be around long. All those draft picks, whether they're used or traded, are going to turn into other guys at some point. And we're going to go get guys just... to replace the guys we got. They know it. We know it. The the whole thing bucks, and this is all part of. I think this is this, these are natural reactions to to reach a point of frustration, and then you calm down and you reach a point of understanding of the overall goal. But again, it bucks conventional wisdom. It bucks the idea of tanking, and I know that this is a conversation that has been had forever at this point. But so again, in a philosophical sort of setting, you tank, you get the great player, and then you you don't suck anymore, right? <laughs> like you get the great player. That's what it and used that's to. That's what that that's why you tanked. That, like name the team that tanks, gets the great player. And then says, "Well, we have to still suck to like help him not suck in the future." It was Philly, a couple of times. I mean, that's why you hate the process because it didn't work. It still hasn't worked. But I'll put it to you that the Spurs, when I see them against Oklahoma City, and I say they are 
three years ahead of where the Spurs are from the time they began their particular tanking. You know, the year after uh, the last vestiges of the big three were gone there, when Russell was gone and the trades were done. That year after Chris Paul took them to the playoffs, they, you know, Shea was coming up and uh, they became something different. So they're ahead of the Spurs. Now, when I look at the talent that is standing next to Wimby, it is so evident that they are so out-talented at every position every night that I have to question the group. And now is the time to consider not pop in the future because we got to know that the fuse is about to burn out, yeah. whether it's this year, next year, may, three years maybe, but it's almost over. But for the long-term sustaining of this roster, I'll put it to you today, it is the 25th of January. It is time to find another general manager. It is time to find another GM. I'm not saying that Wright has to leave, but I'm saying in the seat that he is sitting, he is not appropriate. The talent that he's had an opportunity to go get that he has missed from a Duran kid that we watched wipe the floor with our front front three or four the other night with Detroit that he passed on to other talent that he's and others that he brought in. There's a, a, a guy that's playing for the Clippers now that should have never, ever been a spur, ever. And he brought him in. There's another guy he drafted that isn't even in the freaking league anymore. And he drafted him in front of Keldon, who fell into his lap. It is time for Brian Wright to move aside. Whether it's fired or given another, because he's been a good soldier, but his acquisition in there. And I don't care who's been a part of it. I don't care if RCA played a role in it. It is time to find somebody to start stocking these shelves because it was so painfully apparent from 1 through 10 that Oklahoma City, though only a couple of years ahead of the Spurs, are so desperately deeper that that is the fundamental. You ask, is Pop coaching differently? Because he knows what's here ain't going to be here. And he knows what he's got does not measure up. Relative to... Recent history. His greatest accomplishment is winning the lottery. Is that fair to say? Yes. Uh, certainly. So, so, I mean, and this isn't a fair analogy, but is a, is, is a Wall Street trader elite at their craft because they won the actual lottery, not the NBA lottery? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you lock. If, if, it's luck. That you know, is my, luck. My point, that, that's my point, though. Like, if you're seeking financial advice and you, you have two Wall Street dudes to, to kind of choose from, and one guy's like, I've been trading for whatever I've mm -hmm. built, you know, I've I made my I've bones, got, you know, yeah. I, uh, I watched, uh, the big short, you know, 16 mm -hmm. times. I know what I'm doing here. And the other guy's like, well, I, I want some scratch offs. Right. So <laughs> my daddy know, died, I mean, left I, me some money and I, well, boy, I, I put it into I real estate and made a killing. I do not mean to make it seem like that's all that's happened here, but you know what I'm saying? If the greatest accomplishment that's happened here in this new era is winning the lottery, is that really an accomplishment? <laughs> exactly. At some like, point. Know? I, I know that you've been given a tough hand, but you right. did get Wimby. But you, yeah, by the time we you. got him, we thought that there would be guys already here ready to prop him up and help him. One of them yeah, is now been... coming off the bench, and one of them has a game stat sheet from night to night like an EKG. And one of them kept hanging brain in front of people and had to go leave. One of them ain't even in the league anymore. These guys that you went and got to in preparation for the hope, the dream, and we knew we were chasing Wimby four years ago. We knew it.
We knew who he was. He was 16 and he was seven feet tall and we knew his home address. <laughs> this was a plan and it didn't work out. They, we, the guest arrived, but the house wasn't ready. Ooh, that's always awkward. You're in real trouble when and that happens. When I see Oklahoma City on rivalry week, when the NBA tells us these are the people we're telling you the rivalry, you're not even close. Your best guy outplayed them. Good news. It'll be enough reason for us to broadcast it again. But guess what? We're going to kick your ass every time you roll up here. I think the whole situation is sort of exemplified. And to be clear, my primary want and wish and concern is not Wimby winning Rookie of the Year, but that matters. That matters to me as a Spurs it fan. It does right? like, I, I, I really want that. Yes. We all really want that. And it, it bothers me greatly that the overwhelming argument for Wemby, which, exi- which exists and is factual, is, is completely objective, but that that is so drowned out by the lack of team success. Mm-hmm. And, 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 is, is, and, and Chet, who is very clearly you know, a separate league away from Wemby on an individual basis, has the team propping him up. That, that bothers me greatly that you're, you're almost hindering. You're not almost, you're actually hindering him. You're limiting his, I don't want to say, uh, potential, but you're limiting what, what he can be in an overall sense by, by going about it this way. Let me, you know what? You put it so perfectly. Let me give you a classic example. If I was Wimby's guy, if I was his coach, his mentor, his, you know, guy on his shoulder, and I started the season as a rookie, and I looked at this starting five, and you told me that my kid, my guy, my, the, the, the guy that is going to change my future, my life, and my kid's future, because I'm friends and part of Wimby's universe. <laughs> you are starting his career with Jeremy Sohan as his point guard. So you're telling me that the future is coming to you. And you have a guy who can't even deliver the mail. There's You've got a guy who isn't even going to be able to give him a bounce pass coming around to curl because he's doing something he's never done before. So you're telling me you're going to take care. You better take damn care of him. You better sit him down and rest him because this season is a wash if my guy is the recipient of Jeremy Sohan at point guard. You're hamstringing him. He's already playing with one five-foot arm behind his back. That's what you're doing to the my future, not just the Spurs' future. You're wasting him. And for 20 I games, do. we watched him run around with a point guard who couldn't freaking find him for an alley-oop. He's 7-5. I think that there's cliche conventional wisdom that's like well you it's a pro like you said it's a, it's you know obviously Philly it's, it's a process like the clock is ticking for all of us. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be. Like, it doesn't, there's not one way to do this. Like, you don't have to do it the way that X team did or Y team did at this point in NBA history or whatever. Like, you have the resources. You have the abilities. We, we can rebuild. We have the technology. Like, you, you have everything at your disposal. You can fast track this like you want. You can trade for Trey Young right now. And, and, you know, to your point, all of a sudden, Wimby's life gets significantly different and significantly better because all of a sudden he's playing with somebody who can dish it to him in different ways that Jeremy just simply cannot. And I hate for Jeremy because, well, I, you know, no, what I hate for him, Jeremy too. No, that's, that's exactly what I'm about to say. I, I hate that. For him, what you just said is very fair, as unfortunate as it is. But now you're now you're just making everybody look bad. You know what I'm saying? Because it's obvious that Wemby's limited, and it's not Jeremy's fault that he's not Trey Young. You know what I mean? Or whoever the case may be. And so you're just you're you're hindering the overall product. 
You're creating dysfunction. That's a heavy word to use, but it is kind of dysfunctional at this point. You're creating dysfunction where it doesn't otherwise have to be. You don't have to wait till June to make a move. You don't. You can do it now. There's no rule against it. You can completely do it now. Like, just pick up the phone, send a text message, slide into a DM, do something, get Wemby some help, because this losing is, is we're way past the point where it's justifiable. We'll continue talking silver and black as we do every day. Make sure you... uh Continue to subscribe, like, listen, and share as we do this on the regular. And if you're not watching this now, shame on you.